Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, I'm going to be talking about how avoidant partners would frequently be relieved if you initiate a divorce, despite what uh, more preoccupied partners may think. Before that, uh, please do subscribe. My most recent subscriber episode was about generalizing, and I've uh, told you that at the beginning of every episode so far for a few days. So (laughs) hopefully you just suck it up and subscribe because you have a lot of good content there. Okay, so what do I mean by avoidant partners? Well, what do I mean by avoidant partners? You should know that already. Refer back to the attachment style podcast and very, I have avoidant wives and avoidant husbands. So I mean, everything about avoidant people is in my podcast already. But what do I mean by avoidant partners uh, would be relieved if you initiate a divorce? Well, shit, I mean, let's look at what avoidance means. They do not like to connect, you know? Like, they they don't want to need somebody. They don't want to be dependent. And they don't really want to be close in, in, um, in the way that particularly their preoccupied partner wants them to be close, which they find to be stultifying, overwhelming, and stressful. So the reality is that while some avoidant partners would be... Um, you know, and, and many may be uh, upset that they're having marital conflict. Most people are upset to be having marital conflict unless you're a sociopath. Um, the idea of leaving after years of marital conflict uh, would not be as upsetting to avoiding people as it is to preoccupied people. This should not be a shock because their main... Uh, their main trait is that they deny and really don't feel deeply. Uh, They don't feel that romantic relationships are that important and they don't like to be constantly around somebody, particularly somebody who wants something from them emotionally or sexually. So this uh, last part about sexually is why avoidant women may be particularly relieved if their husbands initiate divorce because avoidant men still like having sex with the woman if that's what they're doing. And also avoidant men are less likely to be highly sensitive and highly sensitive uh, women or I mean, I guess I shouldn't say that uh, both genders can be highly sensitive, but women have more um, from what I've seen of the hatred of noise and the intolerance of noise and like kind of bustle and stress um, coupled with a desire to put themselves in that situation, which maybe the men uh, have the same aversion to noise, but they just don't put themselves in the situation. So for example, um, a guy may have, you know, a lot of sensory issues around noise and just be like, I am uh, going you know, into the other room from the children. They're just going to be here bickering with each other and watching TV, whereas the mother and women do more frequently have anxiety and depression, will more likely castigate herself from leaving from for the desire to leave the children in one room while she goes into the other one. So she's highly sensitive and she can't stand noise and she's forcing herself to stay in the situation. Well, that's not going to be good, right? So the reality is, is that when highly sensitive women also have avoidant attachment, they kind of hate being at home you know, with the children. They love the children, but the children are super stressful. So it's interesting because they frequently do a lot better when they're co-parenting than, um, you know, than, than would be expected or than they would have expected because they get a break from the kids. So they get a break from the kids so they can kind of recharge and then they're back in the game and they can parent solo without anybody telling them what to do and without having to give the partner um, attention or engage with him or anything that she didn't want to do to begin with. So the women that I see that uh, really find divorce to be 
a hell of a lot better for their families, for their mental health, and and for even the children are the ones where they were constantly in marital conflict with a preoccupied attachment husband who was always kind of following them around, like wanting to connect to them, which was super stressful. And they have multiple small children. So they, the, the noise and the overwhelm was really, really hard for them and they couldn't get away from it. So in these situations, the woman does not want to initiate divorce because then she'd be the bad guy. But, or, and she sometimes thinks that the man will make the divorce very hard. You know, that he will go after her in some way or accuse her of cheating or try to take, um, you know, take more money than he should or something. The avoidant women, by the way, are also the women who frequently want to move out of the marital home and into an apartment. So they don't want to keep the house. They didn't like the house. They, the avoidant, highly sensitive woman really just wants to be done with the whole thing and basically go back to something that's like a dorm in a way, you know, like a, an apartment where there, things are taken care of. You don't have to deal with things breaking. You move in. People take care of, you know, whatever needs to be fixed. You don't have that much to shop for. Maybe the kids split a room. At the max, it's a three-bedroom. At the minimum, it's a one-bedroom. You know, when you sleep on the couch, I've seen this happen a lot with um, people where the woman is the avoidant, highly sensitive partner and she just wants to get out of Dodge. This whole family life thing really didn't work out. And she will frequently say, I, I don't want to get remarried. And I like doing things my way. My time with the kids is a lot less stressful. Uh, my, my time without the kids is way less stressful. And I, I don't have any more uh, marital conflict, obviously, nor do I particularly feel like dating. And if I do, it's only very, very casually, very infrequently. So it begs the question, you know, that if everything's going to go better, including the, the main one for me always ethically is no conflict in front of the children. If there is a situation where you're like, holy shit, this describes my wife to a T. And again, it's more w avoidant women that act like this than men because the avoidant men, a couple of things. I'll talk about that first. So the avoidant men, they're much more facts-based and they stick in the realm of facts versus feelings. So they're the ones who know exactly how much money they're going to lose in this divorce and how much time with the kids they're going to lose. The kids don't really bother them as much as they bother, you know, a highly sensitive woman, you know, who feels that, again, as I described, she has to be there with them constantly engaging even when she cannot. Um, he feels like he wants to be with his kids. He wants to have sex with the woman frequently, um, whether or not that's still happening. Sometimes he's holding out hope. Um, avoiding people do have hope in that domain <laughs> and in all domains. They're not feeling less. They're just um, less likely to show vulnerable feelings. And he also doesn't want to be crushed financially, which is kind of where his mind goes, practically speaking. He's the one who's going to be talking about two households and like the radius and where I'm going to drive and blah, blah, blah. And so he doesn't want to rock the boat. Um, but the avoidant attachment woman similarly doesn't want to rock the boat, but also she is the one who is going to do a lot better in case of a separation. So what should you do? Oh, and that's not to say the avoidant man isn't going to do well. He will, and he'll probably date, not remarry, maybe not remarry, some remarry anyway, um, but date for longer and then re men, men remarry more than women do, by the way. 
I think I've told you that statistic before. But anyway, he will date. He will do a lot of his hobbies. He will uh, realize that women find him attractive. All these various things I talked about in the podcast or the video about how men fare after divorce. But anyway, uh, he won't um, feel the relief generally that the woman feels. Because to the woman, she's getting away from somebody hounding her and the noise and the chaos of the family unit, which she feels so guilty saying she wants to get away from, but she really does. So then it begs the question, why would you want to stay in a relationship where somebody would be relieved if you initiate a divorce? Well, because you are keeping on holding out hope that it's going to change and that somehow you're going to stop fighting all the time and you're going to reconnect and this person's going to love you in the way that you want to be loved and all of this. And sometimes that can happen and couples counseling can help, but it, it is really something to be thinking about if you've been deeply unhappy for years or even decades, there's conflict in front of the children or in a best case scenario, they're seeing a bickering, loveless marriage and your avoidant partner wants pretty much nothing to do with you, it really makes you think that maybe y'all just should have, should have like a very open discussion about the pros and cons of staying together. Avoidant people love discussions that are not emotional, you know, so you want to make it a very facts-based pros and cons discussion. Literally, if you say something like, you know, if we were to separate, I would want 50% custody and I would give you 50% or you would take or however it would be divided, 50% of the assets and whatever the child support formula was. You know, many avoidant people will waive child support and alimony in the states that have alimony because these women do not want any and men now, there's more and more men who need to have alimony because women out-earn them. But avoidant people do not want to take any of your stuff, you know, in the same way. They don't want to have, um, they, they'll take, you know, the money, certainly the, in the beginning, but they don't want to have some ongoing arrangement. Frequently, they just want to start out on their own again. Because remember, their entire um personality, their entire attachment style is predicated on independence. So that's why most women that I interact with that have avoidant attachment, they, they do not want any alimony. They w are saying, okay, we make close to enough money. We don't need child support, whatever. We'll just split all the obligations and it's done. Many of them are staying because they are terrified that the preoccupied attachment man will make a divorce into hell on earth and will alienate her from her kids or will take all of her money or something. And if you have a sit down discussion and you say, in the case of a divorce, you know, I am not going to do anything bad to you. That would only hurt our children. I'm not going to blame you publicly. I am not going to humiliate you in any way. And uh, I, I don't want it to happen. But if it does happen, I am going to be, you know, gracious about it and hopefully we can amicably co-parent. These are the kind of conversations that can really take a lot of the anxiety away from the avoidant person such that they may be able to say, yes, that sounds good. And if somebody's going to say, yes, that sounds good, I mean, shit, why are you staying in that marriage, you know? I mean, you might as well go find somebody that loves you, particularly, again, if the children have been picking up on extended conflict and difficulty, you know? And I mean, if, if there were no children, then you would have been out of the relationship anyway. But as long as you can ethically say that you have tried your hardest, you have gone to couples counseling, you have tried another couples counselor, people usually come to me after they've seen multiple couples counselors, you know? So if you've tried your best and something on the outskirts of your, 
you know, uh, consciousness and or listening to this podcast makes you realize that the only reason that your spouse may be staying with you is because they're terrified that like you would make it a contentious divorce. Well, I mean, you know, is that a way to live? Like you probably, I mean, you should never make a contentious divorce for the sake of your children. Children have lasting trauma about this. I see them like 30 years later in therapy telling me how horrible their parents' divorce was. So don't be that person that leads to your kids doing that. If you can do things amicably and it would be a relief to your partner and the icing on the cake is they're going to be a better person and uh, parent because they get some breaks. Like literally people don't realize like what actually happens uh, until they're living it, which is that you don't have your kids every other weekend. So you can cobble together ways to see your kids. Like if you have an amicable divorce, kids do more activities than, you know, anybody. So you you could see them at every damn thing that they do over the weekend. If you got multiple kids, you could offer to drive them here or there. Like, you know, you could pretty much see them all, all like, every day if you really wanted to and you had a very amicable divorce where you lived close some people can do that but some people that are more avoidant hole up on the weekends without the kids and recharge and do some hobbies and like you know and I'm not saying by the way of course that everybody can see their kids every day I'm not stupid <laughs> but I'm saying there's there's a very wide spectrum of involvement even with 50-50 custody but the more avoidant people tend to intelligently use that time the avoidant highly sensitive people rather use that time to recharge so that they are on their A game when they see their kids again you know, and then they can parent in the way they want and they can have all their ducks in a row and they can do things at the time that they want and in the ways that they want and have the coping strategies that they want. And also they just had a break. So they're really able to deal with the noise and the chaos a lot better. So it's interesting because I work with lots of divorced people and they all have these different arrangements. Some people are always going and seeing the co-parent at the soccer games and they're trying to get as much time as they can with seeing the kids. But there are some people that are, um, whether it's consciously or not, really making the most of their recharge time. And these people usually end up much better parents than they were in the marriage, because in the marriage, not only was there marital conflict, but they could never get away. They could just never get away from the whole family structure, including a partner who always wanted more attention from them. So there's a partner who wanted more attention, the kids who wanted more attention. They couldn't parent in the way that they wanted to parent because of the other partner being some sort of bottleneck, wanting to do things their way too. So sometimes it can be a much different situation. So if you are in a situation where you have constant conflict, you've tried couples counseling, you've tried all these things, nothing works, you, you may want to have a sit-down discussion and say, is any of you just staying in this because you think that I will make a divorce difficult? If so, I won't. You know, and some people have those conversations in couples counseling and it could be really uh, life changing, obviously very pragmatically life changing um, in as much as it frees the partner to move forward. And in those situations, again, it's usually for the best that two people that are very, very, uh, you know, incompatible and in constant conflict and wanting things from the other that the other can never give and have tried numerous ways of repairing and coming together and compromising with no effect, I mean, then then that that is a situation where it's often a best case scenario for the reasons I describe, as well as generally for the fulfillment of, of, of both people and for the children not to be around a difficult relationship, which is very, very upsetting. 
for children. All right. Well, uh, I hope that this gave you something to think about, not an uplifting topic, but a topic that is important nonetheless. And I will talk to you all soon. Please do subscribe.